Thunder Hill here, a.k.a. Aunt Lizzie, and I'm here to get you out of the doom and gloom reports of everyday life by bringing a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart, by dishing up some of my own real-life stories from behind my bifocals and adding uplifting and humorous stories from others. This week, we're starting out our show with Clara's version of how to camp without going anywhere. Well, now that should be interesting. Our next story we'd like to share from our Chatterbox News is about Abby, Heaven, and the Post Office. And then, how to start a fight and 10 ways to terrorize telemarketers. Sorry to do this, as I do know that telemarketers are only doing their job and they're put in front of the line for all the abuse. But we've got to fix it somehow, as they seem to call when you're not near a phone and you run for miles, it seems, only to hear dead air. Or you're cooking or just sitting down to eat and you're expecting a call from the doctor that you've been waiting for the entire day. Oh, how nasty we are this week. But make sure you tune in. It might tickle your funny bone. Well, good morning, Miss Clara. How are things for you now? And how has the last week been for you? Good morning, back at you, Lizzie. So far today, I've been out exercising with my Krabby Cat. As you know, I get out of bed, bend over, and put my hand on my knees two times. Then grab Krabby Cat and get her leash on to go in slow motion down the road for my walk. And oh yes, I near forgot. I do get dressed, hot out today, so my walk was cut in half. That's your exercise? (laughs) Oh, I guess as long as we're moving these old bones, it's better than just sitting. So, Clara, what adventure are you taking us all on today? Well, I thought I'd share my adventure camping to nowhere, but just getting ready in case I can travel this year. But I'm hoping things open up here in Canada and I can get into the East Coast provinces. I so love it there. I know, I checked the status of Nova Scotia and it's not open to tourists just yet. I want to go down there this summer also. So I'll let you tell us a story about your experience. Sometimes we can get valuable information from you. Well, hi, folks, and thanks for joining us again this week for my next adventure reporting. I decided to travel to the East Coast for a holiday as I'd never been there. I wanted to take something to camp in rather than stay in those flea-bitten hotels. The friend that I'm dating, you remember him, the one who drew my arm and had all the chores for me to do, Well, he said he could go and hit a camper that he could tag along behind his truck. Oh, I'm surprised you're still going with him, Clara, after all the things that happened to you because of him. Oh, I'm a forgiving sort of gal, and besides, he's an interesting old codger. Anyway, it sounded good, except his tank camper hadn't seen the light of day for ten years, he said. He had to get it out of storage. But before he could, he had to cut down two trees so the wee thing could move. Oh, no. I can feel a great adventure beginning. (laughs) You do have the greatest adventures, Clara. I guess that's what makes life interesting. 
Well, he had tarps and plastic on the top to protect it, but as he pulled the darn thing out of its hole with his truck, I thought, well, I'd help and pull the tarp off as he drove forward. But holy cow, the tarp disintegrated as I stood there. As I looked at this rusted bucket on wheels, I asked if it was an antique. He frowned at me and informed me that it was in beautiful shape. Why, he bought it used and he'd already had it for 42 years, imagine. Clara, you should have been running by then. What more red flags from this guy do you need? Oh, I just begun, Lizzie. Well, he decided to open it up and the stench that boogied up to my large nostrils almost made me pass out. He was in love, telling me how pristine it was. He took my shaking body in his arms and assured me that we wouldn't go anywhere before he aired it out. To do that, he put the darn thing up on his front lawn. He decided we should have a practice run by camping in it that night. He'd start a fire in his little stove out the front and we could roast marshmallows and hot dogs. What? Well, best test it out before traveling that distance, I guess. I just can't believe you'd continue to be with this guy when there's so many fish in the sea that would treat you like a queen. You're a beggar for punishment, I guess. Perhaps you're addicted to drama? <laughs> Needless to say, it started to rain lately and there were a few drippings coming inside. Well, of course, he had the answer. Whatever you do, don't touch the cloth or the rain will pour in. It's only Egyptian cotton, he said. Well, a bright orange tarp poured over the top of the tent part, held by clothes pegs, would do the trick, he assured me, as I dodged the rain now pouring into the tent. Of course, I had ran my hands over the inside before he'd said, don't touch. Hey, who needs excitement in their life, Claire, when we have you to give us life behind your bifocals? If it were me, though, I'd be changing my bifocals. Something's wrong with them, and they seem to create all these challenges for you. I'm for a peaceful sit-by-the-pool adventure. Well, Lizzie, up went the tarp, on went the clothes pegs, and I wrung out my drenched PJs. Oh, yes, well, I did put on my dry clothes first, just in case anyone was wondering. By now, I knew the night was ruined. The covers were wet, my temper was flaring, and he kept saying we could still have a campfire after the rain subsided. I was freezing inside this stinky horn tent. You might know he had the solution. He brought in a wee heater that he said he had for a number of years and never had the occasion to use it up to this point. Does he ever have anything new? That works, that is. I feel the answer coming on. He turned the contraption on and blessed he can blow it over me. That is, till the thing cut out. Darn was the only thing he said. I don't know what's wrong with this thing. They assured me at the garage sale that it worked when I bought it. Guess I should have tried it before this. Just then it came back on and then proceeded to come on and up. He told me it had been fixed before we ever went camping. I wonder what old part he might find to fix it with. I'm thinking I wouldn't trust him with my life to go anywhere with him. Hey, I wasn't born yesterday. I knew the gods were telling me to run and run fast. Well, folks, 
We not only didn't get out of Ontario, well, we didn't even get off the front lawn. No East Coast for me, I'm a-guessing. As I dashed to my car, there he was again, chasing me with a hedron hand, telling me I could help fix it instead of running. Finally, you got out of there. I sure hope this is the last time you do anything with this man. Not to worry, if you change your mind and do something, please have emergency numbers with you. I'm sure you'll need them. What happened next? I know. I'm assuming he's munching away on his soggy marshmallows and salty wieners by himself while I drift up to sleep my nice warm bed at home. I'm thinking that perhaps this city life thing just isn't in the cards for me. Hope your week was better, Lizzie. Tune in, folks, for my next adventure. Till then, bye. Miss Clara signing off. Here's a great story about Abby, Heaven, and the post office. This is absolutely the best. We don't know who replied, but there's a beautiful soul working in the dead letter office who understands love. Our 14-year-old dog, Abby, died last month. The day after she passed away, my four-year-old daughter, Meredith, was crying and talking about how much she missed Abby. She asked if we could write a letter to God so that when Abby got to heaven, God would recognize her. I told her that I thought that we could, so she dictated these words. Dear God, please take care of my dog, Abby, who died yesterday and is with you in heaven. I miss her very much. I'm happy that you let me have her as my dog, even though she got sick. I hope you will play with her. She likes to swim and play with balls. I'm sending a picture of her so when you see her, you will know that she's my dog. I really miss her. Love, Meredith. We put the letter in an envelope with a picture of Abby and Meredith addressed it to God in heaven. We put our return address on it. Meredith pasted several stamps on the front of the envelope because she said it would take lots of stamps to get the letter all the way to heaven. That afternoon, she dropped it in the letterbox at the post office. A few days later, she asked if God had gotten the letter yet. I told her that I thought he had. Yesterday, there was a package wrapped in gold paper on our front porch addressed to Meredith in an unfamiliar hand. Meredith opened it. Inside was a book by Mr. Rogers called when a pet dies. Taped to the inside front cover was the letter we had written to God in its opened envelope. On the opposite page was the picture of Abby and Meredith and this note. Dear Meredith, Abby arrived safely in heaven. Having the picture was a big help and I recognized her right away. Abby isn't sick anymore. Her spirit is here with me just like it stays in your heart. Abby loved being your dog. Since we don't need our bodies in heaven, I don't have any pockets to keep your picture in, so I'm sending it back to you in this little book for you to keep and have something to remember Abby by. Thank you for the beautiful letter, and thank your mother for helping you write it and sending it to me. What a wonderful mother you have. I picked her especially for you. I send my blessings every day and remember that I love you very much. By the way, I'm easy to find. I'm wherever there's love, love God. How to start a fight. I took my wife to a restaurant. The waiter, for some reason, took my order first. 
I'll have the rump steak rare, please. He said, aren't you worried about the mad cow? Nah, she can order for herself. And that's when the fight started. My wife and I were sitting at a table at her high school reunion, and she kept staring at a drunken man swigging his drink as he sat alone at a nearby table. I asked her, do you know him? Yes, she sighed. He's my old boyfriend. I understand he took to drinking right after we split up those many years ago, and I hear he hasn't been sober since. My God, I said, who would think a person would go on celebrating that long? And then the fight started. When our lawnmower broke and wouldn't run, my wife kept hinting to me that I should get it fixed. But somehow I always had something else to take care of first. The shed, the boat, making beer, always something more important to me. Finally, she thought of a clever way to make her point. When I arrived home one day, I found her seated in the tall grass, busily snipping away with a tiny pair of sewing scissors. I watched silently for a short time and then went into the house. I was gone only a minute, and when I come out again, I handed her a toothbrush. I said, when you finish cutting the grass, you might as well sweep the driveway. And then the fight started. The doctors say I will walk again, but I'll always have a limp. My wife sat down next to me as I was flipping channels. She asked, what's on the TV? I said, dust. And then the fight started. My wife was hinting about what she wanted for our upcoming anniversary. She said, I want something shiny that goes from zero to 165 in about two seconds. I bought her a bathroom scale. And then the fight started. My wife was standing nude looking in the bedroom mirror. She was not happy with what she saw and said to me, I feel horrible. I look old, fat, and ugly. I really need you to pay me a compliment. I replied, your eyesight's darn near perfect. And then the fight started. Here's 10 ways to terrorize telemarketers. And we'll start with the last but not least, number 10. When they ask, how are you today? Tell them, I'm so glad you asked because no one these days seems to care. And I have all these problems. My arthritis is acting up. My eyelashes are sore and my dog just died. If they say they're John Doe from XYZ Company, ask them to spell their name. Then ask them to spell the company name. Then ask them where their company is located. Continue asking them personal questions or questions about their career for as long as necessary, such as when did their company start? Who was the founder? Are they still with the company? Or try this. Cry out in surprise the name of the telemarketer name, such as Judy. Is that you? Oh my word, Judy, how have you been? Hopefully this will give Judy a few brief moments of pause as she tries to figure out where the heck she could know you from. Now, if MCI calls trying to get you to sign up for the family and friends plan, reply in as sinister a voice as you can. I don't have any friends. Would you be my friend? If they want to loan you money, tell them you just filed for bankruptcy and you could sure use some. Tell the telemarketer you're on home arrest and ask if they could bring you a case of beer and some chips. After the telemarketer gives their spiel, ask him or her to marry you. When they get all flustered, tell them that you could not just give your credit card number to a complete stranger. 
tell the tell the marketer you're busy at the moment and ask them if they will give you their home phone number so you can call them back. When the telemarketer explains that they can't give out their home number, you say, I guess you don't want anyone bothering you at home, right? The telemarketer will agree and you say, now you know how I feel. Insist that the caller is really your buddy, Leon, playing a joke. Come on, Leon, cut it out. Seriously, Leon, how's your mama? And at the top of the list, tell them to talk very slowly because you want to write every word down. If you enjoy Life with Aunt Lizzie, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I love to bring you these uplifting and fun pieces of humor and sometimes thought-provoking articles. And if you'd like to receive our Chatterbox News, where you'll find all kinds of fun things to bring a smile to your lips and a warmth to your heart, please visit www.lifewithauntlizzie.com and sign up for your free personal copy. Thank you for visiting with us this week, and we look forward to tickling your funny bone on further episodes. Meanwhile, take care, keep smiling, until the next time. Bye for now.